The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 310. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. It's only me, Greg. Where's it's Colin? A, I know. No, Colin is over in that Japan. He's getting ready for that TGS. He's over there. He's probably eating at the McDonald's in Japan and all that jazz. He's definitely time? eating at the McDonald's. I'm That's what he did in Germany. He all right, I take it back. I, usually, I, I give you and Damon a lot of hell for this podcast. Or not you. It's more Colin and Damon who come yeah. in here like this podcast from Sucks for Podcasting. But when it's just two people, it is kind of it's kind of yeah, awkward. Turn. Hold on. So last week it was just uh, me and Colin. I sat on that side of the table, but then yeah, it makes a shitty video. Yeah, you problem. didn't record it, and then we it lost could a million be, dollars. We lost uh, billions of dollars. Yeah, everybody wants to watch Fireside <laughs> Chats V. We could do it like over the shoulder. It could be like a uh, cutting yeah. back and forth. Well, I oh, record every one of you. are like fully tilting. All right, yeah, I want to yeah. get close to you. Yeah, this is good. Our knees are touching. So, <laughs> no, we're more than that's touching. <laughs> yeah, second. it's got intimate. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Podcast Man episode three hundred ten. The internet's number one PlayStation podcast. IGN's only PlayStation podcast. Which works but out well. We're pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um, every Tuesday we post a new episode for you, even on days like this, because guess what, Andrew? It's September 17th. One week from episode 311. No, not the news. <laughs> Today's news is that Grand Theft Auto V is officially out. Oh, and that's God. all anybody wants to watch, hear about, li- read, view a video about. So we're going to answer a bunch of questions about Grand Theft Auto V. Don't turn off the podcast. We're asking, these aren't spoiler questions. People have written in with questions about how it compares, this, that, and the other. What are we going to do? Stuff like that. We'll get to all that. Yep. Also, if your email gets read today on the show, look back in your email inbox for an email from me. You're getting Killzone Mercenary on Vita for free. It's so really that's good. exciting. I like it a lot. Good news is that it's a hard copy of the game you'll be getting. Oh. So Eric Martin on the social team gets to mail out 10 <laughs> copies of uh, Killzone Mercenary. So good for him. Uh, let's begin the show with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. Time for some news. So depressing. When it's just one person. It's just one person. You can double it up and make it sound like two of us. Let's start with the biggest news of the week, Andrew. Okay. SingStar is going to be rebooted as a free-to-play game. It makes sense. I think it's. Smart. I thought we already knew this, wasn't? It? I thought I could have sworn mm. that there was a thing about that there was a. This is going to be a platform, and it's going to be this app, and yet I guess maybe I. Didn't. Maybe this is the first like formal announcement of it. Okay, that I, might this make is sense. an Australian story. What yeah. am I, Lucy Bryant? Oh, it's me, Lucy Bryant. <laughs> wow. This thing star show is getting so much like Keza. Oh, it's me, Keza McDonald. GTA <laughs> Five, ten out of ten. I see. <laughs> I think uh, for music games in general, free to play makes a lot of sense. I'm actually surprised like Just Dance hasn't gone. It's that weird way. that it's free to play, but you don't need to have a microphone. Yeah, I mean, I well, guess like true. we all have them from Rock Band and everything else. They work, but that's a really good point. Yeah, it's like it's, here's this really... app you download, and you're like, oh, cool, I can't yeah, do anything can... with it. 
Well, I mean, that's sort of like a Playroom comes pre-installed on PS4, but you have to buy the peripheral to play it. Sure, I, I think it's like the idea is if you're investing in the hardware, they want you to have at least that one piece of software that shows it off for free. Fun story, Andrew. Mm-hmm. SingStar never got wireless mites in America. They oh only went to the UK. I wonder why SingStar didn't take off here. Super dumb. Bunch of jerks. People like being tethered to their system by a yeah, don't cord. They? Yeah, they're <laughs> getting them all tangled <laughs> that's up. That's how you have parties. Tied in a big knot, and that's a great time. All right, number two on the Roper Report, no mm-hmm. particular order. Eco and GTA Liberty City stories are free to PlayStation Plus members. This, uh, no. It's like, it's, what, uh, you, why do uh, you give a sigh? Like because that? it's like, once again, like these are incredible games. Like I mean, yeah. you've said it a billion times. Like You could just play like some of the best games ever made right. for free every month. You could buy a Vita and or... Yeah. PS3 and soon a PlayStation 4 and then yeah you would never have to buy another game you'd have so if you just wanted one game to play a month you'd be great especially yeah. if you bought it early and kept stockpiling stuff but yeah this is Eco of course from PlayStation 2 one of them games that is like ooh this is why games are art do, 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 do. and then yeah. Grand Theft Auto Liberty City Stories which was uh, Vice City I'm sorry Grand Theft Auto what do they call it Liberty City Stories yeah yep. and it's Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories yep that's uh, those two games Eco and GTA Liberty City Stories were developed as companion games actually they were so. there's a lot of there's a lot of tie-ins when you're so, playing as Eco yep. that you see cars in the distance <laughs> really good. Are, yeah you have to GTA. look really carefully so pause the game and like really look at it in high def yeah you should probably just start a wiki about it and find all the tie-in references and see if it syncs up with dark side of the moon <laughs> next one battlefield 4 is getting an open beta in october hooray hooray <laughs> I mean, it's so weird to me see, that, that, i would i doubt that news story if, yeah but then then colin be like well i'll tell you what you know the establishment but like <laughs> people really wanted i do a bad colin no I hang out with that. colin a lot that was a pretty good colin I, colin has never said the establishment <laughs> i don't know if that's true Somebody write in and say if Collins has ever said the establishment. Excuse me, on Podcast Beyond, <laughs> episode 153, Colin clearly says the establishment. <laughs> I think, uh, maybe maybe he was talking about a band named the establishment. I think uh, it's funny because we found out about Battlefield 4 through a leak about the beta. It was people right. who bought Medal of Honor got access to Battlefield 4 beta. That was inadvertently when they announced Battlefield 4. So it's funny that it took, like, what, a year and a half to actually hear concrete news about when this beta is starting. Yep. But here it is. Yeah. Coming in October. Congratulations, first also, person shooter fans. Like I, I, we've talked about this before, but like that's what like three weeks before the actual game is out. So it's yeah, like not really a beta. Not really a beta. Like, yeah, they're not going to change anything. Stuff, yeah. I mean, they'll patch it, but sure, sure. Yeah, but I, are they testing their servers? You know what I mean? Like, it's what are they doing testing. with it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like, we saw that work for SimCity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, next up on the Roper Report, number mm-hmm. four, maybe three. I don't even know anymore. I believe four. Okay, PlayStation Four and Xbox One have been compared <gasps> uh, how fast they run by developers and one developer said it ran the ps4 ran 50 percent faster Everyone and then microsoft out. pooped the bed and yeah. yelled at everybody what'd they do what uh, happened give me this summation here i mean it's it's it blew up that like oh the ps4 is better than the xbox one and started a bunch of like crazy flame wars and comments and the mm-hmm. typical thing like i mean i i feel kind of bad at this point because anything we write no matter how innocent no matter what it is has kind of become this big argument about ps4 versus the IGN, why are you farming for clicks yeah. with this is like i'm just exactly. telling you the news or this my opinion <laughs> yeah i'm exactly. sorry <laughs> but uh microsoft released a statement i actually like their statement uh which is like sort of like i mean first of all it does sound like the ps4 is probably faster like just factually like yeah. it, it sounds like it uh people have talked about how the the it's a different type of ram and how it's faster and has better specs and all these things and like you know knowing nothing about specs technical, knowing nothing yeah. about Under- how something works exactly <laughs> understanding nothing about like the actual technical side of it I, I find it really interesting that um microsoft is like look like 10 years ago this is how people compared consoles but now it's like not just about gaming performance it's more about like, the services that are offered and like right. how you're using your console when you're at home and like even though that's kind of like a you know weird indirect way of addressing the actual problem if ps4 is more powerful at the same time they're not wrong i mean we won last generation that was the least powerful console so right yeah it doesn't matter it's about the experience it offers and i don't think even if ps4 is more powerful that doesn't necessarily mean anything as far as like sales or performance or the games that'll be coming and all that stuff are you pre-ordering an xbox one 
I yeah, I, I pre-ordered both the day of the E3 conferences. And you're so, gonna keep them both? Yeah, I sold a bunch of stuff. I, I have uh, I have the money ready to go to pay off my credit card as each one ships. Nice. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I put up a video. You're talking about like, people getting in trouble this week with fans and mm, oh, yeah, I, I, this. I put up a video that was totally heartfelt, honest thing of like I pre-ordered my Xbox One and now I'm kind of having doubts about it. Do I need this system? And I wasn't trying to troll. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. The video itself was me and Vince having a real thought out conversation about it, but people flipped out about it. And so I'm still I, the, the basic the line we came to was. I should keep it for work. I should keep it so I have yeah. something to say. I should know what's happening in every ecosystem from day one. It'll be cool to have that. Of course. But like people are still freaking out about it. But I'm still not like super happy in that decision. No, I mean, we're in a different position than everybody else, though. It's the same way. It's like I – like personally, I'm probably less excited about GTA than some other people are. But I'm absolutely going to play it right. because I have to be part of the game. You want conversation. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it's yeah. like it becomes the same thing with consoles and all these other things. Like, I mean, you have to you, – you have to be aware of what's going on for your work. And like uh, that comes out of our personal – money to yeah, you know yeah, buy yeah. these consoles but for me uh and you've said this a million times you said this about wii u um when we talk in private over candlelit dinners and yeah stuff. of course but she's um, candlelit that dinners. you're gonna get it eventually like if you would get it for titanfall eventually anyway so it's like right and there it, won't be a price drop this is what i kept saying about like yeah. what's different about the wii u and the xbox one for me is the fact that wii u comes out and honestly there's nothing on the wii u i can't live without until mario kart and, I, and, that, and, like, granted, there's already this price drop, so, I mean, like, I, I said I wouldn't buy it at the price it was. I'd wait till the game I want comes out on it, and we kind of were getting there slowly, but I'm, yeah. not, I'm still not even sure if there won't be another price drop before Mario Kart. There won't be, but there will. there's no world in which they don't do a Mario Kart bundle. Exactly. Mario Kart Wii, I believe, is, like, among the best two or three best-selling games on the whole platform. Sure, but so I remember like when know. I bought that one, yeah. Yeah. But so. My, in the, so the counter-argument, though, for Xbox One is by the time Titanfall comes out, there will not be a Titanfall no price drop. And there'll be downloadable games I'll want. I want to play Peggle, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know, there's all these other things. I want... Right now, I want to play Dead Rising 3. I want to see reviews on it before I buy it. I'm not super confident yes. in it, but... I know. mean, it's funny, though. Like, I'm, I'm absolutely excited about PS4 and about Xbox One. Neither one really like the launch games I'm excited sure. for aren't like Peggle Two and Resogun. All these things are awesome. They're not worth nine hundred dollars in console selling. purchases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, of course, DC Universe Online in well, stunning course, H- yeah. HD. That's the thing. High high definition. I'm gonna be so busy playing that Bioshock DLC. I'm not even gonna play these new consoles. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think Dead Rising Three is kind of the one game. I'm I'm actually really excited for Knack personally too. But Dead mm-hmm. Rising Three mm-hmm. is the one game for me that I'm like. Really excited to see how it reviews because I love the Dead Rising games. Like they have their save problems, they have sure. things that I'm not really into. But Dead Rising is a game that like next gen open world is what I want that yeah. I'm most excited yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get AC, we'll get Watch Dogs, but like Titanfall is so far away. Infamous is like the one I'm really most excited about. That's still so far away. Like you know, I feel like Dead Rising might be my chance to get like my first true next gen open world experience. Maybe sure, but we have to wait. It's one of those things too that we say that and you'll look ahead three years and be like, I can't believe I thought right, that was right. next gen open world. Yeah, we always want to say beamed into your eyes soon. We want to say this is the launch that'll be different, where it doesn't take three years to really like yeah, harness the power won't. of the console, but it won't be. Even yeah. like I know like, I'm gonna I'm wait, I'm saving Black Flag for my PS4. Yeah, and it's like when I play that, it's just gonna be crisper looking visuals right and the touchpad integration that'll be like the big change over the ps3 version i could be playing that's the difference between uh, assassins and watchdogs i feel like watchdogs we've never even seen it running current gen whereas like assassins we know what it looks like it looks like assassin's Assassin's creed Creed. yeah Yeah. you've already seen this game you know what exactly you're getting into Mm -hmm. all right next on the rope report playstation 4 stock held back to combat shortages I don't even Ooh. understand what the hell that means. Yeah, so they're saying I don't even remember who it was talking actually. Um, was it Tretton? I'm checking. Was yeah, it, Jack it, was, it was Jack. Yeah, it was saying in an interview with Fox Business, Sony Computer Entertainment America boss Jack Tretton. Heads up, when we say boss, that usually means we're not 100 percent sure what their title is. <laughs> yeah, Jack Sony Tretton. Jack Tretton. <laughs> Someone's trying to get this story out as fast as they can. And, uh, sorry to call you out, Luke. Yeah, Luke. <laughs> but yeah, and also, what do you care? 
I, yeah. We always get hung up. Oh, he's CEO. What does that matter to the yeah. reader? It, to, a guy in charge, a guy, an important guy at Sony. Says. Also, I, I really would love the day when Jack Tretton like calls IGN. He's like, listen, you called me North Dex. American CEO, but I'm actually North American CEO and COO. Um, but no, I, I think what they're saying, I think in this, I was a little confused because his statement was like, I'll read it here. He revealed okay. the company wants to make sure stock is readily available throughout the holiday season. So anyone who wants to buy a PS4 can do so. Quote, we want to make sure people can buy a PS4 on November 15th and through the holidays, he said. So we're holding back some inventory to make sure people will be able to buy one. So basically what he's saying is they're parsing them out. Right. So that every week there's new units in, in stores. Yeah, so it's – I mean, I think – we were just talking about this with Brian, one of our video guys, and I, I think – I guess what he's saying is like, yeah, if they if they kind of blow their wad in one run and, and put everything out there, then like they'll sell out on launch day and then there's not going to be shipments for weeks. Whereas if they do like like shipments in periodic – They just sell know, out every Friday or yeah, whatever they put it, like, That's what like it was the for Wii. Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it took so long to be able to walk into a store and buy a Wii. Um I guess that's what they're trying to avoid. I'm a little confused, though, because this means that on day one, everyone who goes to buy a PS4 won't be able to buy one because they're holding back stock. Well, if you pre-order them, I think you should be all right, right? Yeah. If you, if you have a pre-order, I would imagine, yeah. Okay. Over a million. Mm-mm-mm. There it is. The Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> catchphrase. Stealing it back from soup. And then rounding out the Roper report. Uh, 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 one of those stories of, oh, really? No, duh. Yeah. The old Vita versus new Vita comparison. Uh, Colin put this up. Some people posted uh, images comparing and them from Neo. They're still off screen. We haven't seen them in person yet. Sure. And guess what, everybody? As you'd imagine, the OLED screen looks better than the new LCD screen. Uh, someone pointed out, look at the blacks. You can tell from the blacks. Uh, the blacks are so deep on the OLED, and they look really good. Yeah. Whereas, like, they just don't, even in this off-screen thing, don't look quite as good in LCD. But that said, I mean, it, it it's cheaper for Sony, and you yeah. can buy it for $50 cheaper. So Yeah, and if you and if you don't want that, then get off your button by the view that's out right now. Yeah. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Big idiots. God, stop it. God, why are you guys doing this? So just buy it. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm out of coffee. This makes me a little sad. Go make some this, more. This is, well, no, I can carry this, the show while you do this. This is uh, <laughs> iced coffee from uh, Great American Bagelry. Oh, good. It's American the first time bagelry. I've gotten coffee from there in forever. That's I don't actually, like the bagel. I like I it like better than. I like the bagels. The bagels are good. Uh, I got a bagel from there too. Uh, this is better than Crossroads coffee, and I think I like wow. it better than um, Ironside. Don't say well, something no, you can't Ironside, take back. Ironside's really good. All right, good. Blue bottle Ironside is still my favorite because that's what four, four barrel coffee. Yeah. Welcome to the Coffee Cast. Hey, everybody! The number one coffee <laughs> podcast on the internet. Coffee Cast. IGN.com. Uh, Andrew. Mm-hmm. I'm super stoked about Infamous Second Son and DC Universe Online on the PS4. But those games aren't out yet, kind of. If I, uh, well, DC Universe them, is kind of, is, of yeah. out, but not on PS4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With good-looking good graphics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to know what came to stores this week, where can I go to find out that information? The official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Rest in peace, Clements. Oh, he just works at PlayStation now. Yeah. He's not dead. He's just not here. Well, it's like Weekend of Bernie's. Like they like animate his course so he can like do stuff. <laughs> Sid's walking around with a with a Ryan Clements attached to his arm. Um, GTA Five came out. Oh my god! Nobody's stupid enough to go up against that. Yeah. Is there anything else this week? I have no idea. I remember Altano last fall did a really funny feature. It was called like the games dumb enough to launch against Black Ops. Yeah. 2. It wasn't like sent to die or whatever. Yeah. It was. It was like so many like licensed games and bad stuff. I don't know that anything else came out today. Yeah. Or I mean nothing. We're note. checking. We're checking. Yeah. I'm checking the. I got the internet in front of me here. Uh, Saints Row did a GAT five DLC. GAT five. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, and it sold well. I thought. Right? Uh, yeah, I think they they like bought the hashtag or something. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Then. That's what am I? The news editor. I don't know. What's no, going. I don't know what's going on over here. I ain't reporting on these things. Yeah, it looks like Grand Theft Auto is the only thing that came out today. Yeah. Well, Smart. I mean, 
yeah, for the rest of the industry. They moved yeah. Killzone, remember? Killzone Mercenary yeah. was supposed to come out this week, and they moved yep. it back a week when they figured this out. Because it would have just dominated GTA, and they didn't want to do that to Rockstar. No, they don't They don't want to make anybody feel bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, you write into Podcast Beyond, beyond at IGN.com, and uh, you get your questions right in the air here. Mm-hmm. You get them right this week, get one of these Killzone Mercenaries on Vita, which means you'll have to email me back your address. Maybe I'll hit you up before the show even goes live. Probably not, because I'm kind of busy today. Yep. However, like I said, lots of GTA questions. However, none of these are going to spoil GTA for you. I, I haven't played, right? so I hope so. So let's let's start right with this. Matthew writes into beyond.ign.com and says, Beyond. Beyond. I recently sold my Xbox 360 because I'm making the switch to PS4 and wanted to pay off the system with my console and games. I really want GTA 5, but don't have a console to play until November 15th. What are the chances that GTA 5 will be ported to next-gen consoles as well? Uh, I feel like 99%. Right. Um, Now, I agree with it. The problem is, don't hold your breath. Yeah. I think what you're going to get is next year, you'll get Game of the Year Edition, GTA 5, with all the DLC they've released this year, or they're going to release, and it'll be on next-gen systems. Yeah, and I I think the one saving grace might be, uh, and we've talked about this extensively, uh, GTA Online. You have to imagine GTA Online will be offered maybe even as an a la carte thing on next-gen consoles before possibly even the core game. Yeah, that strikes me as a client-based thing, similar to, like, I hate to keep bringing up DC Universe Online, right? But this is like I'm being serious about this reference. (laughs) Is that, like, that I could see them putting that out there for free even, and then microtransactions being the way that you – or a subscription fee maybe if it takes off. But from what they're talking about, I mean, like, that GTA Online sounds awesome. Yeah. Only Ryan's played it, really. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on October 1st or whatever. But. And you, you can think about like how easy that would be for them to add Liberty City and to add Vice City and to like make it into this bigger and bigger thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think there will inevitably be a PC version. When that happens, there yep. will be a next-gen version. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, that's that's the point, right? Can you wait nine more months to play GTA or do you want to just get a cheap Sounds launch? like Matthew's got no choice. Yeah. Sold off his only system waiting for the PS4. Which was yeah. a silly move, no offense, Matthew. Mm, I agree. Because you have enough time, right? Like, there's still yeah. two months. Like, yeah, you well, well, yeah. And... what were you thinking? It's not like GTA 5 snook up on you. Snook up? Snook, snook up, up on you. Snooky. It's Snooky. She's snooky up on me. Yeah, I, I think you can get, like, a pretty cheap launch 360 at this point. I would imagine used even. Yeah. Buy it for, like, 129 bucks, resell it or, or something. Or just watch all the videos on IGN and live vicariously. Yeah, that's true. John that's true. Ryan and Jared Petty. I mean, that's the funny thing about GTA. I mean, I mentioned earlier that I, I feel a little... Uh, less crazy about it than everyone else but right. it's like when I sit down and play it like I know I'll fall into it and when you watch like videos from GTA just the, the scale of it is yeah. insane and I think that's more like like Mitch was saying today uh, it's the first time in a long time he can remember seeing like a video from something and being like Jesus like how is this a real game that I can right. play and like that's the thing you have to experience for yourself well, well you know hold on let's pull up I got a question that Greg way into oh, this oh one, perfect right? it comes from Ben Hey, Ben. Ben says Beyond. Beyond. I hated GTA 4, so I had trouble trusting the review for 5. I decided to give it a chance anyway, and I wanted to send quick impressions to give others that perspective. It's great. The car handling, which was my main gripe with GTA 4, has been fixed. Closer to San Andreas now than 4. I've only played one mission so far because I've just been having so much fun messing around. It's hard to explain why, but that element was missing in GTA 4. I think they really managed to recapture some of the fun of San Andreas in this one. That's uh, awesome. What Ben's driving at that I find interesting is driving that... Driving at... Uh... Ah! You know, when I talk about... When I when somebody wants to talk to me and they're like, man, I played Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 3 wasn't a 10. I always say, well, it's not a 10 for you because I think I the bar got set too high. When you tell someone something's a 10 and you give them the game, their expectations get to a level where they're like, this is... What this, that, and the other. When I started GTA 5, I was like, here we go. This is going to be great. And I started playing. I'm like, this is more GTA. 
what the hell? And then you're like, wait, it was, I love GTA, don't get me wrong. But playing it and playing it, then it starts growing on you. And it's like, I want to play all the time and I need to get back to it and what's happening. But what was really mind-blowing is we just did the live stream today where we played for two hours. And it was me, John Ryan, and Ryan McCaffrey. Find it on IGN.com. And it was us screwing around and do, you know, just let's hijack this plane. Let's go to the top of the mountain. Let's see this. How many stars can we get? Playing like you used to play the old GTAs, right? When you would play San Andreas for hours on end. And what's crazy about it is that I'm 18 hours into my game at home, right? And I've been playing it like a movie. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing story, story, story. And then doing this stuff today, it was just like, how is this possible? That there's like these di- completely different experiences. Where now all I want to do is go home and get a jumbo jet and fly around, you know, and crash it and do all this other crap. Yeah, that I mean, that's the amazing thing about sandbox games in general. But like Rockstar does it better than anybody. Like you, this could you could buy this game and just play it forever. Like mm-hmm. especially now with GTA Online coming, like yeah. you can. It's like what like it's supposed to be thirty hours of just story content, and that's not even counting all of the insane shit you can do in the world itself. That is crazy. Uh, yeah, like that is the exciting part about GTA is the scale of it and that they do games, you know, they're few and far between, but when they come, they're bigger than what anyone else is doing. Right. They're, you know, I, I was interviewed for NPR and I was talking about the business of video games a bit and how there's some games like Madden or Call of Duty that are going to come out every year, every year annually, whereas GTA can come out and make such an impact just by, you know, like take five years off and then come back and be like, here's a new one. We've spent millions of dollars. You know what I mean? I think like the... The figure people are throwing around is like $200 million was spent on this game or whatever. Crazy. It's like a Hollywood movie. That's like a right. AAA movie. But now, then the other number now, of course, is that it's going to make a billion dollars in its first month. Yeah. And so it's like, well, that, you don't have to really work if you can build up this reputation and keep it going. Right. Part and of that being the size. That's what's so crazy is that like Black Ops 2 made, uh, what was it, 10 days and made a billion dollars. And it's yeah. like GTA will probably do something similar. And it's like Black Ops is an annual, or Call of Duty rather is annualized. And GTA doesn't even have to be really because like Rockstar only needs to... You know, they finesse it and make it perfect and do this gigantic thing. I think it would lessen it if you were getting it every year. Sure, and I think and they're cognizant of that. When I went yeah. and got to talk to uh, Dan Hauser when they did, we did the reveal event with them and talked to them a bit about that and stuff. That was what they were saying. He's like, you know, we could cash in and we don't want to do that. We don't want people to think of us as just this. Oh, here comes another GTA. And it's this, that, and the other. Yeah. And they kind of toyed with that a bit, not cashing in obviously, but like making three and then making Vice City the next year, right? turning around and having a similar experience, but not maybe... They, I don't think they were happy with the boundaries they pushed, even though everybody loved Vice City, right? That it had this awesome soundtrack and it was cool and it was fun, but yep. doing something completely different. Yeah. Now, we're talking about how we like the big old world. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about GTA Five right now is the discovery, the distractions, right? I'm, I'm driving and then a random event happens and I have to go investigate, and then that takes me to another question, and then all of a sudden I forget what I was originally out to do. Tanner writes in, he says, there was a lot of buzz leading up to the launch of GTA Five about the size of the map. While I understand this is a selling point to a lot of gamers, in the past I've struggled with some of op- uh, some of these open world games. To me, sandbox style games usually come at the expense of good story, visuals, pacing, and gameplay. Sure, I love Fallout and Red Dead, but I typically prefer the line- linearity of Uncharted or Bioshock. Do you feel like open world games are focusing too much on expanding the size of their worlds without filling them with interesting things to do? It's the value of that world, right? So it's like, I love Arkham City, I love Fallout, I like a lot of open world games, but I agree that occasionally you you kind of suffer from that, like, oh god, this area is like so similar to this other area I was just in, and even though the map is really big and took a long time to get there, you had to fast travel, whatever, like, it doesn't feel different. What's cool about it, and I, I haven't even ever played GTA yet, but just watching over people's shoulders and even watching videos and stuff, like, those areas 
feel so different. It's not just right. that the world is big. It's that it is like you were in downtown LA and now you're in like the mountains of California and now you're like in this totally different rural area. And like, that's what's so cool. It's not even just that it's big. It's the the quality of that world and that experience everywhere you're going feels like a new area. And that to me is the accomplishment, not necessarily just the sheer size of it. I like that you going to these different places. If, you, if you're out, you know, in the desert with Trevor or you're down in the city or you're out with Franklin and like the ghetto, like that there's a different feel to each one of those. There's different characters around. There's different events happening. It isn't all just like you're saying, copy and paste, right? That here's what's happening. You know, you can only really hunt out by Trevor's area. You can only really like do therapy missions by Michael's and stuff like that. Like it's, really fascinating the way they've populated that world like i i think it's something people struggle with in fallout for sure i didn't feel like oh man like there's not there's not enough to do here you know what i mean there's nothing sure, in this sure. world and i don't feel that in gta either I, I mean it might not be that there's a huge story mission everywhere you go but there's definitely things to do stores to hit up you know you can i didn't even realize till today playing on the live stream that you can rob convenience stores and stuff like i didn't I, they don't pop up on my maps i never thought to go inside them and then you know we were going in just holding them up and taking money I was like damn man i didn't even know you could do this yeah it's so deep that's that's the crazy thing i mean it, it's true right like yeah like i never i put like hundreds of hours in Fallout 3. I was never bored with that game. I was never bored with Arkham City or any of these other open world games, Infamous, whatever. But like, I, it, it's a different, it's a very different thing when you're like going from one area to another and basically doing the same thing, Borderlands, whatever. Like yeah. you're, you're essentially doing the same general task over and over and over again versus GTA just seems to mix it up in a way that like no other game really can on that like scale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor writes in, this is Connor from Ireland. He points that out. Okay. Don't so, confuse this with Connor from Connecticut. Okay. I, I was about to. Is he still going to get? Is this an international kill zone thing? No. We oh, out. god damn it! Good point. Well, yeah. Okay. That's Eric Martin's problem. Yeah. Exactly. Connor writes in from Ireland. He says beyond and brap brap and blah blah blah. <laughs> Seeing as GTA Five is just out, what is the first thing you're going to do in it, or did as soon as you're able to do anything you want? Andrew, what are you going to do? I'm just going to drive around. I agree with the previous question. Like the missions are awesome, and I'm looking forward to the story. But like, I just want to drive around that world. Like, I just want to go in like a huge circle and like see the perimeter of that map and understand yeah. some of the different areas if it's open when you start it is yeah it is. you yeah. start from the very beginning mm, that's and like so it's, it's got like fog of war where if you haven't gone investigate it you, can, you don't see it but you can still get to it awesome so yeah you, it's totally up for exploring and doing all that stuff that's so cool yeah i mean that's that's why i like to do up world games that's why i always talk about uh need for speed most wanted on vita i yeah. just like drive around in that game like not even doing anything in particular and like I, I love Oprah. like that's I used to just listen to podcasts or music or yeah. whatever and just drive around. Well, the radio stations are so good, right? Like I find yeah. myself just like I'm still in that mode of like I want to see a little bit of everything and taste yeah. everything before I commit to what exactly I'm doing. But I do want to at some point just drive and listen to the radio and yep. like listen to the new not Chatterbox but their new talk shows and Fernando and all that stuff. And the tracklist looks great too. Yeah, like, it's really fun. Yeah, GTA is so cool. Keza says in her video review and and she nailed it. She's really right. There are these moments and, and it's like really only GTA can get it this right where you're just driving around and you're listening this song and you're like this song is like perfect for this moment as right. though they could have possibly known what yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. be doing in that moment but yeah like that feels so good when it just like serendipitously works out that way yeah the more i'm talking about it, i'm like getting myself more excited yeah to go home and play. you're just gonna quit today and go yeah. home and play I'm we should have had the day off that yeah nice. scott did scott did it right scott low yeah i thought i saw him here today nope. you know mm. nope. uh connor has a bonus question Ooh. uh it's for colin and me do you guys share ps3s or do you have your own at home, because Colin and I live together. Yeah. We have our own. We'd murder yeah. each other if we shared a PS3. You have one bed, one PS3. One heart-shaped bed. You, one heart-shaped like, bathtub. It's like in Brothers, you have one controller, but you use different sides of it. That's weird. <laughs> That's, that was a weird one. <laughs> uh, David writes in with a non-GTA question. What? Just kidding. It's GTA. Oh, okay, Beyond. Beyond. So GTA 5 is out. And I'm really psyched about getting it. The problem is, if I buy it for the PS3 now and they announce the PS4 version a couple months down, I'll feel cheated. 
So do you think there will be an... Ah, oh, damn it, this is one we already answered. But it's, he, asked, he asked it in such a different way. Well, I mean, I don't think he should feel cheated, no. Like, I mean, like, I'm... So here's the thing. If they're doing... Should that, he take the chance and wait, he says. I I wouldn't say wait. If you no. have a current-gen console, buy it. And here's why, right? Like, yes, it would suck to, like, put all this progress into current-gen and then they announce the next-gen version. But if they're developing them concurrently, you would imagine... I mean, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it would make sense if they were building some kind of system so saves can transfer. Because they're building the games at the same time. Yeah. So, like, maybe you can bring your progress. I don't you. think you'll be able to. That's my prediction. I think the, the, mm. the game of the year skew, you're saying, mm-hmm. you're, you're just breaking my heart. Sorry, I think the game of the year skew will have a different, like, thing. It won't even I mean, it's like over. Call of Duty, Battlefield, so many other games are letting you do this. I think it makes the most sense to... Cause I mean, like the but install those, base, these are ones coming out like right on the border of next right. gen. Like this is going to be by the time GTA Game of the Year next gen edition comes out, I think we'd be so far down the rabbit hole that it that wouldn't, you wouldn't even be, want yeah, to. It wouldn't be a big deal. Maybe you're right. I still think there's a possibility. Sure, there's always a possibility. We can bet on it. I'm still waiting on my PSP GPS. There's a possibility <laughs> that's coming to the states. I played it at Comic Con. The, the DVR. Yeah, also, yeah. it's got to be. It's got to be right around the corner, right? Yeah. And the Patapon sequel. See the Padpon mobile game someone's yeah. talking about? What, yeah. what is that? It's some knockoff of I- iOS Oh, it's, so it's like not Padpon. actually it. I thought it was like one of those weird Sony things that comes out in like a different territory or whatever. I don't think it is. I, Marty called it the Padpon mobile game. Well, that's what everybody called it when they tweeted at me. I couldn't even be bothered to yeah. click on any links. You, you want it. specifically Padpon. Pad, pad, I want like trophies. Yeah. I want Padpon trophies. I don't, yeah. I don't want just Padpon mm-hmm. on my phone. What do I look like? Homeless person? A little bit. Oh, Damn. I gotta You'll change the shirt. I, I actually kind of look like a homeless person right now. So I like the fine. beard; it's looking good. Mm. Rub your beard on the mic there, like Mike used to. There you go, everybody. That's you probably Cole can't Fox. even hear it. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I bet if Marty did, it, you could hear it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The mic would disappear. You come back <laughs> and there'd just be a brush fire. It'd be a Mike skeleton. That's all over the left. <laughs> Alexandro writes in. He says beyond. Beyond. GTA is one of the games that whenever one releases, it's always something special. So in honor of GTA Five coming out today, I ask of you: What is your fondest GTA memory? For me, it was when my cousin and I were 17 and San Andreas had just come out. We both went to our GameStop and they wouldn't sell it to us because we didn't have IDs. It took us a long time. What? It took us a long It took us a long to before we were able to get mom to buy it for us. Please proofread your letters. I think it took it took us a long time is what he's trying to say. It took us a long time to read this letter. We were able to get This is how long it took to convince their mom. They were like, "What?" That's a good one. Uh, I remember yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle Moriarty, I'm going to speak for him on his behalf. Okay. One of his favorite, I think his favorite GTA memory is from GTA 3 when he had to play Hey Mister outside of the GameStop or EB to get his friend, his to get somebody to buy it for him. He was also underage. So he had all the money, and I think he, a guy was walking by with his wife and kid, and he told the, the, the husband about it, and he was like, oh, sure, and he went and bought the game for him and gave it to him. And he was like, I brought this alcohol, and Colin was like, no, I wanted a video no, game. No, I don't want this man, the establishment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's pretty good. It's funny, like, I've, w- playing GTA, I, I didn't, my parents wouldn't fucking buy me GTA when I was younger, I played at friends' houses, but yeah. GTA 4, uh, came out when I was in college, and I played it basically all day. I mean, I think I've talked about this before, like, uh, how that, during World of Save, that's always what I picture, because that was me with GTA 4, oh, right, like, right, I right. just would play for, like, 14 hours without stopping, and, yeah. like, my eyes would just be bloodshot, and I, like, was so tired, but I didn't want to stop, because I was so, like, Again, into just the scale of it and driving around yeah. and being... Because that was like... I used to love Spider-Man 2. That was like the, the open oh, world yeah. game where I really yeah. would just swing around My and balloon. fuck around. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, I, I would spend so much time just in that world. And GTA 4 was kind of the first game after that that really gave me that feeling of like, all I want to do is explore sure. forever. And now this game's even bigger. 
What's going to be next? It's going to just be in a game about You'll the whole world. You'll be in the game. Oculus yeah. Rift GTA. Oh, my God. Sprint. That'd be scary. Yeah, Shooting people and stuff. Uh, for me, it was GTA 3. When I got that, at I was at college, I was a freshman, and I would just leave my door open, and people would come in, random people would be walking down the hall and come in and sit on the floor and watch me play. It's like and, homeless people and yeah, like totally. professors. Perverts, it didn't matter. <laughs> and we would just, everybody would always want to listen to Chatterbox, and we would just drive around listening to Chatterbox. And this was back in the days before there were any rules to online uh, music and MP3s and stuff, so we would just sit, have our computers open, ripping music all the time. Mm. And I remember I had set up an auto search in LimeWire that was looking for the Chatterbox sound the soundtrack <laughs> if they ever could find it. And one morning I woke up and like blurry, I'd look at my computer and hit it, download it, the hour long Chatterbox track. That's and awesome. I, I ma- made a CD and ran over to my friend's room and pounded on the door and gave it to him. We were so excited. It's so good. We were huge losers. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all kind of are still. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, that, what's his name? Uh, Laszlo? Yeah, Laszlo. Yeah, it's just like, fuck. I just want to Those were the days, that man. forever. Yeah. Yeah. And they've tried, and maybe it's just that I've grown up or whatever, the experience is different. There's so many radio stations now, but I've never, the magic has never been captured because that was where Fernando first showed up and like Laszlo, I mean, that, like it was untouchable. It was so yeah, good. no, I agree. I'll tell everyone you were untouchable. <laughs> Daniel writes and he says beyond. Beyond. After seeing the tens that GTA 5 has been getting, no surprise there, I began to think of games lately that have been getting tens. Obviously, they are still relatively rare, but are becoming more and more common. Do you think that as a medium of video games advances, do you think as the medium of video game advances, perfect tens will become more and more common, or will standards of a 10 be elevated to an even higher level? Thanks and beyond, Dan. I think uh as you get late in the generation, people yeah. know the hardware so well that they can get the most out of it, and you're getting some of the best games we've had in seven, eight years. So right. I, I think that's a big part of it. Um, and like, yeah, I, also though, yeah, storytelling and and graphics and everything else are just getting so much better than they ever were. Um, so I, I think it's kind of both, right? Like, I don't think there's a conscious shift where we're going to sit down and be like, okay, the scale for tens needs to be harder and right, tougher. Right, right. But I think at the same time, like, we'll naturally <laughs> evolve to a point where, like, something like if – I mean, I can't imagine this happening. But it's like if, if stories like The Walking Dead were happening all the time, yeah. it would, you would obviously have a higher bar. And it would sure. get harder and harder to reach Yeah, that right. Point. Yeah. I think you're nailing it as far as technical. And I, what it, for me, what it is is that – it's the industry advancing and growing up, right? And so we are telling more mature things. We are going in different directions, doing different things. Whether it's mature storytelling or maturing with you know the technical aspect of it. Will you see more? I mean, it depends on if the boundaries continue to be pushed and do stuff. But like he keeps saying perfect. Uh, we always say this. 10 does not mean perfect. And that, I think, the reason you're seeing more 10s might be the fact that that idea is starting to break down, right? What I, I always talk about it, right, that if I gave Uncharted 3 five stars out of five stars, nobody would have nobody would give me shit for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But by giving it a 10, they're like, well, the story didn't make sense. Here. And what was he going to, you know what I mean? Like, that's like, I'm saying that game is something perfect. And that's not what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I'm saying this game is a masterpiece. And if I call a game a masterpiece, nobody gets really mad about that either. It's when you put a score to something that sets this idea to it that really gets weird. And I think that even in the old days of IGN, I remember old school editors when I first started here saying that like no game is 10. The 10 should never be given out. A 10 should be unobtainable. And it's like, that sucks. That's a stupid... Why even have it then? Why even have this like, you know, this thing on a shelf, this pedestal that you can never touch? I never understood that. So I like the idea that you're going to see more tens if they deserve it. I'm not saying we should start giving them out willy-nilly, but I'm saying that I don't think it should be untouchable by any means. Yeah, it, it's this weird thing where like it, you have this full scale available to you, and it's like 
if a game is a masterpiece, it deserves to be on the highest end of our scale. Like that is the point of not using a yes, no system. If we're going to apply scores at all, then you have to be able to say this game is truly better than everything else than all of its peers. It could not possibly be better in my eyes. Again, that doesn't mean it's perfect. That still means there can be room for plot holes and all these other things. Like it just depends on the experience you had, you know, like, I mean, it is ultimately your review. Yeah. Danny writes in, he says beyond beyond. Whilst the two games are completely different, which do you think will have the biggest impact on the industry and why? Grand Theft Auto V or The Last of Us? Andrew uh, Goldfarb. Yeah, I mean, it is like apples and oranges, right? Like, I think uh, it's so weird going into next gen. And I mean, GTA, I don't know, will have necessarily more of an impact than it has in the past because, like, by basically launching the sandbox genre into being what it is, I think GTA kind of already had its biggest right, impact. Right. But that said, I mean, just by you know raising the bar for as again the biggest scale and the biggest game like yeah like then the next game wants to be able to say like oh we're twice as big as gta 5 and like maybe it won't be as high quality like they were saying before like the size of the map doesn't have to mean anything but hopefully it inspires people to you know make bigger open world games and things like that whereas the last of us is more about narrative it's more about storytelling in games it's more about like you know i think it proves finally and like heavy rain and a lot of other things have done this but the last of us really proves that like the mocap and uh performance performance and acting and everything all being one person is the best model because you're going to get the most movie-like performances you're going to get the most authentic performances of troy baker is joel and ashley johnson is ellie and i think in that way it it will probably have a, a bigger impact that's that's recognizable and immediate to us i would imagine i i agree with what you're saying i think that's the whole point right like I don't know, and I'm not doing one of these over my day or one day. I'm so old, but like, like you have to understand that GTA 3 changed everything. Yeah. Right? Like, I remember, I say this story all the time, so sorry to bore you, but I was a big fan of GTA 2. Like, me and my friends would backyard wrestle, and then we'd come in and we'd drive around and kill all the Elvises, and that was top down 2D, you know, just how many stars can we get? And when I saw that first screenshot for GTA 3, I was like, no fucking way are they gonna make the game i've been playing 2d 3d open world there's no possible way and you played that game and that's what invented the sandbox genre as you know it you know what i mean and so it sucks to say but like gta 5 came out and it's a 10 and pretty much everyone expected that i don't know how many things people are going to look at and say oh man our game should be more like that everybody already knew their game should be more like this it's the fact that when you're talking about the biggest impact from a one by one game, I think Last of Us is going to get it because of the fact that it did. Like, first off, I mean, think of it this way, right? Like, we always talk about, like, oh, you have to have a number on the end of your title to sell games. No. Last of Us came out and was like, with the proper marketing, with the proper pedigree, people aren't stupid. We're getting to the point where you understand that, like, if I was to say, oh my gosh, this, you know, Joss Whedon film is going to be awesome, you understand that a Naughty Dog game is going to be awesome. I'm a money hat or whatever you want to say. But you <laughs> for the sake of argument, just stick with no, me. No, sure, right? sure. I'm talking to them. I know you don't care. Fuck off. <laughs> you're not even listening right now. You're just nodding. And can't wait to play GTA. I'm so drunk right now. But, I mean, you talk about performances and story and narrative. And that's the thing that, for me, honestly stands out about, like, the the flaws of GTA, right? Is the fact that animations don't look all that great. There is a jank here and there. Uh, when I'm watching a cutscene, their faces don't animate and, like, get me lost. And I'm like, oh, I'm watching a game. Like, you know what I mean? I am, I am watching puppets. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where... There's a stark difference when you're in a cutscene with an NPC uh, that's talking to you and you're in an outfit you created, right? Your outfit then doesn't blend in anymore as well like theirs does. It doesn't set. Whereas with The Last of Us, right, like like you're pressing – the way you press against walls and the way you have those conversations when you walk up to Ellie and all these little things that make you 
feel and look and the, like, again, I get why there's these differences. And this is something we brought up in the live stream, right? That people were like, Ryan and I were saying how great GTA five looks. And then I've seen comments on the live stream and the yada, yada, yada of people like this game doesn't look at the, look at the textures of the grass. And yeah. It's like, motherfucker, this is an open world. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can see for miles, like, yes, it doesn't look as good as the last of us, which is I'm funneling down one of three hallways or whatever, where we can sit there and render everything and put it, you know, these breaks in there that GTA doesn't get that advantage. And that's why the games look different. But I think what last of us brought in the way it connected us with characters really changed is a lot of things. Like I yeah. that change is a lot of things. No, nicely Changes done. Nicely done. Uh, no, I, I agree with that. I think it's, Last of Us gets it right, you know, because obviously we've seen like LA Noir and all these other things that like did performance capture and did all these things, but like you still had these like major problems with it in that game. It was Uncanny yeah. Valley in, I mean, in the ping pong suit, like you always call it, has been around for so long. <laughs> I just feel like Last of Us is the first example where it's like, I can totally understand why more and more mainstream people are coming in. Beyond Two Souls looks right. like it's going to be another one. Like, I mean, like performance capture has finally been nailed. I feel like for like the first time, I really feel confident that like when these big actors are being cast, like Kiefer Sutherland and Ellen Page and all these people, like they're going to be able to give a performance like they would give in a film if it was just on camera. Let's do another question. Okay, let's do it. This one's not really about GTA. But it's about Red Dead, so it's kind of about GTA. Okay, this is the Rockstar edition of the show. Exactly. Yeah. Now we're switching. It. Michael Talk writes about Bully. In. Michael says Beyond. Beyond. Oh, man, where's Bully Two? Yeah. How nice where's the PS3 be? with Trophy Bully? Mm, yeah. Come on, man. It's coming to next gen, bundled in with GTA and Rockstar Table Tennis. Michael says, "Has your search for a trophy ruined or diminished your enjoyment of a game's story?" With GTA Five out today, I couldn't help but think about my time with Red Dead Redemption. One night I thought I beat the game, but I knew I still had one trophy left. Instead of playing the game and discovering the very last mission on my own, I immediately looked up the guide to find out why I haven't earned the trophy. By doing this, I ended up spoiling the game for myself. Still love the ending, but it was less suspenseful and emotional for me. That bums me out. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, I mean that specifically is never. I've never like spoiled myself looking up a trophy. Colin and I had a question kind of similar to this last week. It depends on the quality of the trophies. I think, uh, I, I, no, I've never, if, if he's asking specifically, have I ever spoiled myself by looking up trophies? No. Like, and that sucks. And that would be awful. And, like, that kind of bums me out because, like, I like trophies and I like going back and playing games in a different way. But, yeah. like, I would never want that situation to come up for me. Yeah. I think it's more what we've talked about in the past, like, you with Dead Island or me with, like, some other games that, that glitch. Yeah. And, like, it, it doesn't spoil as in getting a spoiler, but it spoils your experience as, as in diminishing your enjoyment of the game. Right. Um, and I think it depends on quality of trophies in terms of uh, does it bring bring you back to play the game in a different way. Like my favorite trophy ever, I think, is Minimalist in Unfinished Swan because mm-hmm. I played the game in such a different way. I would never, ever, ever have done that if it wasn't right. for the trophy. And it's such a cool experience and shows you how much thought they put into the sound design in that game. And I never, ever would have appreciated that if I hadn't tried to do that. So I think yeah. it's like games can do it really, really well. Yeah, for me, it's one of those things when I'm playing a game, I'm wrapped up in the story, and I don't open the trophies. Like Last of no, Us, I did either. not look at the trophies until I got to the end, and I was like, hey, I never earned any trophies. Or I might have done it in the middle to see if I had turned off notifications, and I was like, oh, I just haven't earned any. I saw the 0%, I was out. And GTA is the same way for the most part. Like, I started playing, and I don't know, got five or six hours in, and I had popped a few trophies for, like, you know, like touchstone story moments. And then I opened them and, like, glanced, and they were all hidden, the story things. So I was like, okay. And then it was like, what are the other goofy ones I should be on the lookout for? You know what I mean? Because, like, there are those times where you're running from cops and you go off a hill or something. You want to know what's up. But, yeah, luckily I've never been spoiled for that. Because if it's a game I care that much about, I jump in without caring about it. Right. And it's it's kind of funny because, like, we do it to ourselves. Like, we're, like, they make hidden trophies for a reason. So yeah. you don't get spoiled. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, oh, well, I have to know what the hidden trophies are. But, yeah, I mean, I this actually reinforces the reason I really tend to not even look at trophies until I'm done with the game's main story. 
Because most games now, it, even if they don't have New Game Plus, you can load chapters or you can right. go back to a previous save. You have a, It's like, yes, they're missable trophies, but you always have some kind of way to go back. It's very rare that I'm like, fuck, I have to play this 20-hour game again to get a missable trophy nine hours in. I have no way to get back other than to start a new game. Like That's really rare at this point. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Podcast Beyond. Episode... 310 so crazy episode 311 is right around the corner <laughs> i won't be here so don't let colin get us sued by 311 for playing too much 311 i think we'll just upload a 311 song to the podcast feed next week like what we did for the beastie boys one time because <laughs> uh podcast servers are weird and complicated also hey we've made it this far in the show like mm-hmm. i always say when you listen to the show you're our, our friends not our fans thank you so much for your support heads up though i'm not a motherfucking audio technician and i hate making the podcast so when there's a problem with the podcast audio wise report it and then just stop don't make a funny little joke about it. Don't ask me if I'm stupid. I will murder you. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I would love to have an audio tech. I would love to have equipment that we walked in and just flipped the switch and everything worked. Yeah. It doesn't work that way here. It said it was 30 minutes of setup before we even started this. Right, podcast. and we were already yeah. late. And so there's yep. no, and I'm got you, we all have appointments and work to do. So. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your support, ladies and gentlemen. We're in it together. We love you so much. I uh, remember Podcast Beyond posts every Tuesday. I try to hit 2 o'clock. I'm not going to hit it today. Um, it's 1.45. Nope, not even remotely <laughs> close because I'm right into a state of decay live stream. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I get this tagged with the bumpers and everything else. Uh, we do it for you, though, so make sure you come to IGN, read the articles, watch the videos, and then subscribe to IGN Prime. That'd be cool, right? That's It, it gets you out of the ads, <laughs> yeah. which is why I'm a Prime member. It's um, especially nice on mobile because you just are out of that experience. Oh, yeah, entirely. mobile. Is, um, yeah. The new apps really get to you. Yeah. This is not something sound chilly but yeah. it's not it's like really the app's awesome go get the app i'm finally using this iOS. is the first time from my phone i'm just using the app yeah like forever. i deleted m.ign.com yeah. i was like this app's way better than the mobile yep. zone. finally Man, yep. we sound terrible <laughs> sorry about that ladies and gentlemen uh but then follow There's us on twitter to be a better way <laughs> <laughs> there is uh make sure you follow us on twitter i'm gonna screw this one up no, ign is ign i'm game over greggy andrew goldfarb is garfep that was wow, yeah, that, that was, was shaky best. still but no, i was, no, I was no, good. i'm getting there yeah uh Colin is no taxation. He's over in Japan seeing crazy Japanese games. So why don't you give him a follow? See what he's up to. Yeah. Um, if you get to this in time, Wednesday night at 6.30? When is it? There's uh, a PlayStation press yeah. conference from 6.30 Pacific time, I believe, until... So 9.30 Eastern time. Yes. 8.30 Central Standard Time. I think time. it's two hours long, I want to say. Sorry, UK. I don't know your... I don't yeah, know it's like, it's there. sort of a press conference. It's, it's just the keynote opening TGS. We honestly don't know how much to expect, but it'll be cool. I'll it'll, be live I think tweeting she was there. Yeah, and, I'll be live yeah. tweeting it. Colin will be there. We'll be ready to do a whole bunch of stuff and break out things, so make mm-hmm. sure you keep it tuned to IGN. Keep it locked to IGN. Never mm-hmm. understood that one. Uh, it's, I like, think it's like a radio on. dial. Like, it's like a... You don't lock a radio dial. No, exactly. What am I, old man, Greg? I don't, I don't know. know anybody. Uh, every song... God damn it. <laughs> every show ends with a song. How do I... I don't... I guess these are just like the more freewheeling parts of the show. And that's the thing. It's it's not like you – I did an episode of Podcast Unlocked a few yeah. weeks ago, and, and Ryan had like a cheat sheet in front of him. Yeah. It was all the segments of the show. and all. You don't have any of that. Like no. you're just – We're a conversational this, show. You've done this so many times. It yeah. just comes naturally. And occasionally if you're thinking something else, it just interrupts okay, every you. Episode. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, every episode. Every episode. When you have 400,000 things in your brain. Yeah, exactly. I, I understand why you mess you're up You're a good man. I hope everybody else does too. Every show ends with a song and a segment we call Ryan's Wrap-Up. Today's song comes from Josh Willie, he says, Beyond! Beyond. Here's a song from my band's just released three-song EP. It'll probably shock a van full of nuns off the road. We've been playing clubs around Dallas, but would love to get out to the whole Beyond Nation. To learn more about us, go to facebook.com slash generationwastedband. We should be up on iTunes by October. Hopefully, hope you like it. Thanks, Generation Wasted. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you so much for joining us for Podcast Man episode 310. Here is Circles from Generation Wasted. Yeah. Yeah.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.